The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Now, introducing your 2022 Redneck Tech Podcast lineup. Batting first, wearing lucky number 13, coming in at 6 foot 4 and 275 pounds, hailing from Dahlonega, Georgia. Addicted to sweet tea and timely communication, playing CEO and president. Some people know him as El Presidente. It's Caleb Copeland. Up next, wearing number 69, coming to us from Monument, Colorado, standing six foot one inches tall and weighing 250 pounds. Blaming everything on rampant ADHD and seeing double. Playing producer and chief editor. Known by many names, it's the cross-eyed ginger viking, Red Velvet, a.k.a. Ryan Porter. Coming in third on the lineup, sporting number six. Standing five foot ten inches tall, weighing in at 192.275 pounds calling Daytona, Florida home, running faster than his receding hairline and guzzling Diet Coke. He's back from the injured reserve to play field producer and editor. It's Clay, Home Depot Currington. And finally, rounding out the lineup, wearing number four from Olive Branch, Mississippi, graduate of Ole Miss, waterfowl killing, turkey smashing, road burning social media guru, playing lead marketing analyst and social media manager, known to most as LB, it's Lauren Brady. Holy crap. <laughs> okay, so when you first got here, that, that was the longest intro in the history of intros. <laughs> Comical. And now I'm like, when you asked to run the board, I'm like, wait, I should have known. Okay, first of all, when did you do that? So when we went to go film the softball game on Sunday, and we got there when the regular game was supposed to start. It's and still had, going? Mm-hmm. Wow. They had delayed okay. it until 3. Yeah. And we came back to the office. And we're like, what do we do? And we had... Uh, <laughs> this is, this at, is, so this is it. And at the baseball game the other day, we were, I don't know. We were making fun we of their making announcer. making fun of the announcer. Because he was like super epic, but there was no one cheering after he would say things. <laughs> So and I kind of he's probably someone like with a broadcasting major or something. So yeah. he, he's practicing, yeah, and he's being super epic. And so I thought, dude, that would be hilarious if we did like something super epic but funny because it's lame for a, <laughs> for a podcast intro. All right, who wrote it? Except for the old Miss line, that was him. Yeah, that's <laughs> he on did. me because she that's went. To, she graduated Mississippi State. That's oh, I'm about to say she probably come over the table that's and beat right. your butt for that. Because that's, that's two like two of them have been asking like subtle things. Like Ryder texted me the other day, was like, "What's your nickname?" And I was just like, 
Most people call me LB. <laughs> and then yesterday, Clay was like, did you go to Ole Miss and Mississippi State? And I was like, what? what's up with them two? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've had this. This has been on the board since, since Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I take full credit for writing yeah. that. Yeah. And and we edited it and everything. It was great. We signed it to a button and everything. I, I so when I saw you reach that button, I'm like That's the wrong one. Suspicious. <laughs> Very suspicious. <laughs> and we need to talk about the six one. I don't know about that. I'm, I Let's, am I am medically six foot tall. <laughs> Let's talk about earlier this week when you said Ryer couldn't be a, an, an announcer. Oh yeah, I've been laying. Do you, do you have you I liked, looked back you on know, all the? Which I know you've said your name plenty of times, but like your <laughs> name came across with the most bravado. The Porter. It has that a lot. Of the, it. Yeah, that was the best one. The El Presidente was a good too. Yeah, uh, you like that R roll. I did. How many times? Okay, here's the next question. <laughs> Two takes. Three takes. Well, he did it twice and then tried to do it in all one. So I guess technically. Well, oh yeah, we have the video of me doing it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm very <laughs> impressed that Clay kept his mouth shut this long and didn't tell me. <laughs> I figured he would be like, you know, we got something cooking, or you know, there'll be something funny coming next podcast. That was good. Very. That very was good. very good. Now I know why we wanted to make sure we got this podcast in and now we're doing it at a random time, but yeah, Devin loved that. He said that was pretty epic and good morning LB. He good wanted morning. to make sure. So, um, we were at lunch yesterday. I guess we can get into the podcast now that that, 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 that happened. But, um, I mean, I think we could do, we could do that every time oh, we man. just have to change out the, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure we get the university right this next time. Oh my go. goodness. That was uh, that was something else. And did you hear did you hear all of the subtle sound design in there? I was There's, No, I wasn't paying we, that much attention. We, maybe so we, we should listen again. No. We didn't we no. didn't just we'll lay, listen after the podcast. We didn't is just over. lay down like my voice over a track. Like we put crowd noises in, stadium reverb, everything. It's it's really a work of art. Extra extra applause <laughs> from, in between each person. So I mood the extra applause. from mood to copy. The copywriting was excellent. The performance <laughs> over the top. Direction. Okay, here's ten out of ten. When have you ever done a performance that was not over the top? When have you just went down the middle? When clients make him go down the middle. Oh well, that's true. Good answer. <laughs> he still was like, mm, mm, extra, yeah. middle, extra. Well, it's like, let's, yeah, just, let's just turn it a little bit. Yeah. Well, it was like last night. We did that whole shoot, and he comes up to me like three-quarters of the way through the shoot, and he's like, I don't think I got anything good. I'm like, you say that every time we do this. I, I don't know. I'm just not I'm just not happy with I it. I give it a C plus. Give it a C plus. <laughs> Everybody else said. is like B, B plus, and Briar's like, C kind of sucked. <laughs> I'm like, he had his head out the window. Like, but that is also the reason that I love you is because you're never satisfied. <laughs> like you're always, you're always wanting more and you're never happy and you're always pushing. So uh, even though we make fun of you for it, that's the main reason I love you. So we're going it's not to, my beard. We're getting, no, it's not your beard. <laughs> wow. Not, not the, I was hoping it was for my looks. Not like the nice lady, the nice. Li- so, so we're going to go all the way back to where this podcast is going to come from. <laughs> That yesterday, was a effect that was terrible. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yesterday, we went left. we went to lunch, um, and uh, first thing that happened was this little old lady stops <laughs> oh, behind God. our table, and what did she say, Ryer? No, right, hold what? on. I think this will be better coming from Clay. What did she say? <laughs> she said, "Oh, honey, 
Your beard is just so amazing. I love it. And what did you say? I said, thank you. I grew it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, here's the thing is y'all wouldn't understand because you don't have beards, but like. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have beards, not, not a real beard. You don't have a real beard. But like, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Somebody says nice beard. Like, I don't. Thank you seems like I feel like I need to keep the conversation going to some right. extent. Mm-hmm. And I don't have it. Like, I didn't try. It's not like I did any work for this. It just is on my face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, like, have a whole routine. I didn't work hard. I didn't, like, go to the gym. I, it just, like, like I just stopped day. shaving. I was lazy. What and you should have done is thank your dad. You should have thanked your, thanked your parents and your genetics is what yeah. you should have done. Yeah. Well, Instead I grew up myself. But, but that like, is, you know, in a way, thanking my genetics. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, because I am a product genetic. of my genetics, right? Yeah. So me growing it myself is just me being like genetics. So after <laughs> that, Lauren brought up a really good point. Uh, and by the way, if you didn't hear on the intro, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren Brady is here. Hello, um, she's here. That's another reason we did the intro because yeah. you're so bad at introducing guests. I know, I really am. Um, but she's did, been did on y'all here get before. Introduced on her pack podcast when you were on. Oh, because. I haven't, so I was just curious. <laughs> so that's on the record. Well, now you definitely won't because you got the college wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I did take full credit for that. You did. You did. So anyway, um, Lauren is – she drove over yesterday, and we're, we've got a bunch of meetings, social media content stuff that we need to be talking about today. We really need to be talking about it right now, but we're podcasting <laughs> for you guys. But um, she said something that kind of sparked – you know, some stories and some conversations about some stuff. And, like, I, I called this podcast Road Dog Living because, essentially, that's what we do most of the year. And Lauren has been doing it for a couple, three years now, um, ever since, really ever since you got out of college, right? Yeah, about full two years now. Yeah. So, um, what was it that you said? You're like, I had a shoot that I thought was going to get over with. and Yes. Then, so here, Pull your mic a little closer to your face. Can you hear me now? There you go. Go ahead. Last Saturday, I filmed a rodeo, mm-hmm. and it was all-day affair, and I thought it was going to be over at like 9.30. Ended up being 11. And I got out of there, and I knew I had to film a snow goose hunt in Arkansas the next morning. I was like, okay, I'll go home, and I can lay down for like an hour. So where was the rodeo at, though? Uh, south of my... Cenotopia, Mississippi. So Mississippi to Arkansas. So you got to right. go know just a hop, skip, and a jump. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, three hours. No yeah. biggie. So I was like, okay, I can go home, sleep for like an hour, wake up to my alarm, be pissed off at 2 a.m. in the morning, and then drive two hours, you mm-hmm. know, be mad as hell. Mm-hmm. Or I can just go right now and make it to the field that they sent me the pin and sleep in my car for about an hour and be ready to go. So that's what I did. And then, then your next thought was? That was just normal. That was normal. and But most people view that as like, you did what? Yes. So I had a moment like that from Chuck in Nashville this year. And I'm like, I looked at him. I'm like, I mean, we do some stupid stuff, but what did you just do? He was in Nashville this for NWTF. He drove up on Friday and was going to come back to the show on Saturday. Well, he went out and hung out with... Some people from Faradine till like one o'clock in the morning, doing the you know hanging out thing, and uh, saw him the next morning. I was like, "Oh, hey, you know, I didn't know you were gonna be back here, or whatever." And we started talking. I'm like, "Where?" I was like, "You asked me if I had a hotel room." I was like, "Did you need a place to stay last night?" He's like, "No, nah, I slept in my truck." <laughs> it was first of all, it was like twenty something degrees. 
And I'm like, you what? He's like, yeah, I just I went before five hours of sleep, so I just, I don't know, just turned on Big Black, <laughs> turned on the heater and turned on Spot or uh, turned on Pandora and just knocked it on back and went to sleep. And I'm like, Chuck, you can afford a hotel room. He's like, yeah, but it just really made me mad to pay for a hotel room for five hours. <laughs> and, like, I've done some really dumb stuff. I've done some really dumb stuff with Chuck. But, like, Chuck's getting on up there in age. Like, that's going to hurt him. <laughs> I, I, would rather, I would rather get beat with a baseball bat than for you to tell me I have to sleep in my truck for five hours. Like, maybe, like, to nap for an hour. Right. But there's nothing more miserable being a big dude that cannot, like we were talking about last night, sitting in a, there's some advantages to being in a tiny human, like flying on an airplane. Like you said We'd that. Per- Clay speak to that. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had that, that little girl it's on that flight. Big. You said that you had that girl on that flight that literally just curled up in a ball and went to sleep in yeah, her seat. Yeah, she's right next to me. Of course, we didn't say a word the whole time because, I don't know, that's how people fly in planes now, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's sitting next to me, in like, and she's getting in like fifteen different sleeping positions, <laughs> curling up. She looks so comfortable, and I'm there. I got two positions. I got this, and that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. I can't do anything else. Well, and I, most of the time, I have to sit like this. This is how I because have to sit. if the yeah. flight attendants are coming in like this, yeah. my whole shoulders out. Yeah, this is me. This is me sitting down. And heaven forbid and then you I, get somebody as big as you next to you, and then you're both like, "Hey, I take that, I take offense to that." <laughs> but I just figured it would be cool to tell some stories, just of because essentially what we figured out is we do a very unique job that it requires a pretty unique skill set. But beyond that, like you got to be a little crazy, um, and you have to be you have to be able to f- number one go with the flow and not ever adhere to a plan because plans just are made to be broken like i we've we've planned like we planned that shoot last night did we adhere to our plan two percent we did um don't y'all think that's kind of crazy though that like the four of us are pretty ocd and planners but like we have to go with the flow all the time all the time and and then and that's like me and my wife have talked about it several times because she is like a planner big time. And then we'll have like a shoot come up, like where I'm going to I don't know, you just name a state. And she's like, Well, who are you going to film? I'm like, Oh, it's you know, it's with Dudley. She's like, What are you hunting? I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> she's sure. like, Where are you staying? I don't know. How are you getting there? I'll call Dudley when I land. <laughs> and she's like, that's the, that, that's it. That's the whole plan. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she and she and, and 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 for her to like for her to process that in her head, like literally only plan is I know where I'm flying to yep. and then to call Dudley when I land. Outside of that, we're going to figure it out. Where you're going and who you're supposed to meet. Outside of that, everything is liable to change. Oh yeah, and and, and, and it could, does change. And just cuz you're flying into that place, I've learned does not mean that is where you will be. Yeah, true story. Like just because you or fly out of, just because that's the person you're meeting doesn't mean that's the person you're filming. So we've like, had to do this. It's a very you're flying into this place yeah. to be this person, and that only that plan is good for like an hour. Yeah. Well, right. sometimes you don't even meet that person because something has changed. But like while, while you're in the air. Yeah, but I've had. I mean, we've had several times that we book one way flights because we don't know when we're coming back or what airport we're flying back from. Right. Like, you are moving so far over so many days, like, 
just book a one-way, and then when we figure out when we get to come home, then we'll book a one-way home. And and, and, and we kind of came to the realization last night, like, you got to be a little crazy, but what we do seems so crazy because I, and we've talked about this too, I get the question, where are you going next? You know, people always ask that question. But then you tell them, like, yeah, we've got, you know, five, really six straight weeks of, turkey hunts that we're going to do from in between April and May in like seven states. And they're like, how do you do that? It's like, you just do it. I don't think people like people know that we film hunting for a living. I don't yeah. think people actually can grasp the amount of days that we spent hunting. Well, it's like that girl last night that uh, on the softball chick that's like, uh-huh. so where do y'all hunt around here? And we're like, nowhere. We don't. Nowhere around here. And she's like, she kind of looked at us funny, like, well, you film hunts. Well, if you don't hunt around here, where are you hunting? I'm like, literally everywhere else. Like, throw a dart at the map. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the fact that we live in Georgia, and really, I guess Mississippi might be a little bit better. If you're waterfowling, I guess it, it's a little bit better. But for us, what we do, it's like so dumb to live here. Um, everything's so far. Everything's so far. But, like, I've just thought through some of the just the crazy things that have happened. To like, like, you know, Clay, you did a how-many-day run last year? Uh, I did 52 and then 31. 52 days, but how many states were you in in that time, and you drove the entire time? Uh, I left Georgia, drove, spent the night in Kansas, went from Kansas to Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Iowa, Iowa to Kentucky, Kentucky to Nebraska, Nebraska back to Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Southern Colorado, Southern Colorado home in 52 days. Yeah, and that's – Unfortunately, here's here, here's the reason these things happen is the hunting season is only five or six months long, and we have to get the majority of our work done in five or six months. We absolutely – I love to hunt, love to be outdoors. I, I do. But you do anything for 52 straight days, you want a day where you don't have to do that thing. <laughs> um, I, don't, I really don't care what it is. Um, but, like, trying to – I mean, I what you what you said yesterday, Lauren, just kind of hit me. It's like, it's that what it's not normal, <laughs> but we think it's normal, yeah. you know. And and, and we well, kind of we're also surrounded by other people who do this. So and we're also surrounded are, by people that think that we're absolutely insane, and they're like, "How do you do it? I don't know how you do it." And you're like, "Now that I step back and think about it, it's like I have an amazing family and wife and support system that I can do it. I can, you know, continue to." go and make money doing it. But, like, yeah, if you had told me 15 years ago when I was in college that you're going to be doing this and traveling, like, I was one of those guys that didn't care to travel. I was like, man, I don't need to travel. I got everything I need here. God, I was so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I had no idea what to talk about. And that's kind of what, you know, the Make It Happen series where we're doing with Chuck is, like, you got to get outside your box. you got to get into do some things that make you uncomfortable. Do some things that – um you don't think you can do, you don't think you have the skill set to do, you and a buddy freaking get in the truck and drive to Nebraska and do that turkey hunt or go to Colorado and do your first elk hunt. Like, you owe it to yourself to do that. I mean, you had on the BAMP shirt yesterday. Like, I've always now, like, I never would have cared about ever going to, like, a national park like that. But now I was like, okay, I want to go see that. Right. You know? Um, Because there's some things that I haven't gotten to see. There's things that I haven't gotten to do that now is like New Zealand's on my list. Like, I've not gotten to go to New Zealand. I really want to go to New Zealand. Like, one of those girls asked us last night, she's like, what's the furthest place you've been? I'm like, South Africa. She's like, whoa. Like, that's a long, <laughs> and it's like, but now. See, I haven't, 
I feel so gypped because every time I've left the U.S. for work, we're like five minutes from the border. Like, <laughs> like, and it was such a pain to get there. Oh, and yeah. You're like, I could walk to the border from where I am at now. Mm-hmm. I need. I want to go further. I need there to be like a long way away from the border. How was your Canada experience getting across this year? Did you go to Canada this year? Yeah, I spent 72 days in Oh, Canada. yeah, I forgot you. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. But how was your experience getting Which y'all were just really... I mean, you only carry like a DSLR and stuff over, so it's not that big a deal. Like, right? They have but the horror story. We have shotguns, yeah. and decoys, yeah. and all of that, and we had to get work permits. So you did get work permits. Yes. How far out do you have to get those legally? Legally, it's eight months. Oh my God! We'll never have to be able to get that. Um. Right but now, since eight COVID, months? we got it in like six weeks, I think. And then they, when you get to the border, they process all your paperwork that you've already filled out and submitted and whatnot. Yeah. Eight it's months. So that would mean we'd have to basically start doing work permits for any Canada trip now. Yes. No, it's already, no, it's already passed. We'd have no, to start could, doing it in January. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have to do it in January. See, like they're doing, they're, I guess maybe not eight months. They're starting to do it for Southern Prairie right now. <sighs> I, I, that's Canada, get your crap together. My thing like, is, is, seriously, why eight months if you're processing all of my paperwork at the border? Why can't I print it out the but night who before? Who the knows they're going to be working in Canada eight months from now? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Like, h- how can you plan? Like, that's another thing that's not normal is, like, the fact that we have dates on our calendar till the middle of May and it's now the beginning of March is, like, crazy because we usually are, like, two or three weeks out. I'm really happy if we have a date. But, like, we have to be so flexible in when and how long we can be gone. And uh, it it makes it really stressful when I know I'm looking at our calendar, which is nuts for, you know, April and May. But I know for a fact that there's going to be things that happen and that fall off that calendar in between now and then. And then I asked Lauren, I'm like, can you come on one or two of these trips? She's like, which one? I'm like, I don't know how quickly can you be somewhere. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm pretty flexible. I'm like, well, we've got these couple of trips that we would like to have you on to do social, to do some images, to you know run around with us on this product launch that we're wanting to do. And she's like, yeah, just let me know. And I know that it's like if I call her like three or four days ahead, it's like, hey, what are you doing in a week? Yes. She'll be like, uh, I can or I can't. You know, and, and I understand what she can't because there's been things that come up that we can't do. But um, it's – it's a crazy, crazy life. Like, what's uh, can you guys think of any like stories that kind of put that into perspective? I know I've got plenty of them, but Canada. I feel like, I'm, well, Canada, yeah, but but like you know, your fifty-two day run and the thirty-one day or the thirty whatever one day. Like, I had a thirty-three day run in twenty seventeen. It was right after I'd left sub seven. It was that first fall, and I did. It would have been fifty something days, but I had two days in between, and I flew back and then flew into BC. But like, like what? Th- like, see, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, but and the only reason I flew back is because I wanted to see my kids because yep. I hadn't seen them for thirty something days. Literally, got home, saw my kids, washed clothes, got back on a plane, flew to BC. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, no, wasn't BC. It was Alaska. Um, no, that was eighteen. Yes, no, it was it was BC and it was eighteen. See, again, I don't even remember what year it was. It was Dudley. It was the first long, long trip I ever did with Dud. And it was like... That would have been 18, probably. Yeah, it was 18. Yeah. And it was was like Montana, Utah, 
somewhere else. I don't remember. Flew home for two days and then flew to BC for it was like 18 days, something like that. And then I was ready to be home, you know. And then I got home and I probably was home for a week and then it was Whitetails, you know. Yeah. Um, See, y'all fly way more than oh I do. God, I unfortunately. I I think I fly the most out of the three of us. I mean, I probably flew not according like to my miles. Once or t- <laughs> really? No, I got. I mean, I'm freaking platinum medallion, son. Oh, I'm silver medallion. Platinum wow. medallion. I'm no medallion. I'm a diamond you even have member set for up? Hilton. Huh? You even <laughs> I got our hotels. Do you even have it set yeah. set up? Have what set up? Your t- your he's got them all set up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you want to talk about rewards? You want to start talking about gathering reward points? This dude right here is the king of rewards points. He's got all every if you can get a reward from it, he's got it set up. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's why he's got nine hundred points on his Chick fil A account. No, 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 not nine hundred player. I had ninety five hundred. Oh, I had more than that. Whoa. But it, yeah, I had like fourteen thousand, but, but I have three kids. He's yeah. got hotel oh, points yeah. every if single time. Ho- if I'm booking a hotel, it's in one of the companies that gives me a reward. Hundred percent. So you're getting rewards for hotels that I'm booking? No, no, my heart? no, no yes. never. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with the hotel ones, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there. But I mean, like the travel hacks we've learned over the years, and you know, because like, but the flying thing, you're not missing anything. Yeah, no, I'm like, good. but y'all, <laughs> I'm did y'all drive to Canada? Yeah, we uh, have to take a trailer, oh, two yeah. dogs. God, we took three dogs. You got to take all the decoys, four wheeler, the Late border agent, I remember she opened that trailer door just to see all the decoys, four-wheeler. I mean, it was stacked all the way, oh, say, the whole thing. I know she just looked at it and closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, not, not uh, getting paid enough to do that. <laughs> nope. They were, getting enough, they were getting paid enough at our border crossing, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah, they, they shook y'all they down. They got paid by the hour at our border crossing. Do you remember where sure. you crossed? Um Outside of um, yes, when portal was wasn't it? it Grand something Montana? No, it was oh, it was Spokane, no, Washington. It was Washington. So uh, oh, yeah. then so I'll get back to you. Okay. Bamf, no, not Banff. I don't know. Why. I was I like Banff. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get six back hours to north of there. I'll get back to you. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it it's uh, I I still kind of have my, to take that step back. The craziness that happens sometimes. Yeah. So my crazy one. This year, well, we got two, but the crazy one as far as length and like places that I went was we went, um, we flew to Iowa. No, we drove to Iowa so that we could get on a plane and fly to Montana so that we could drive to across Alberta. the Canada border <laughs> to Alberta. Mm-hmm. And we hunted in Alberta. And then I drove back to Montana, Montana, where I got on a plane to go to Arizona so that I could film in Arizona. And then we drove to Utah, <laughs> filmed in Utah, and then drove to New Mexico, filmed in New Mexico, and then I flew back here. And I had... What happened to the truck in Iowa? He, Clay well, Clay it. and I separated. So after Clay oh, and I went yeah. to Alberta together and then Clay came, came home. No, I stayed with Lee for 20, 24 so days. So Clay in went Iowa. to hunt deer and I went to hunt mule deer. Your and favorite. 
film yes <laughs> and film tra- like yeah so i we filmed we filmed some stuff at the farm mm-hmm. for what one day mm-hmm. where we were supposed to not film things at the farm we were supposed Naturally. to get there and fly but we stayed an extra day at the farm to film yeah then we flew and then we were in alberta which we stayed three extra days in alberta mm-hmm. um see and like that's plans changing yeah, All so time. we're staying three extra days in Lee Alberta. Lee being one of the major plan changers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know I have this trip with Brock in Arizona, and originally I was going to go back to Iowa and then fly from Iowa to Phoenix. And then I was like, well, I would be in Iowa for a day. I'm, mm. Let me just go to Phoenix. Yeah. So then I go to Phoenix, and I film a trailer release video for Rolly White. And then I go to uh, Utah back to a ranch that I had already been at two months ago for the last week of their hunting season to film mule deer and then to New Ugh. Mexico. <laughs> and I was at a lodge in Utah, and in New Mexico I was in a trailer to film a mule deer hunt, and then I came back. And the entire time you're pretty much living out of a suitcase and camera ca- camera bags. Mm-hmm. You know, and you where do you wash clothes? Mm-hmm. You figure that out. You know, you where do you eat? A lot of times at a gas station. Well, you know, what do you bring? Well, we've kind of got that down to a science now, like what to bring, bring and what everything. not to bring. Yeah, because yeah. I went from because as soon Alberta as Alberta yeah. to, to New, New, New Mexico, Mexico, and I was yeah. like, yeah, it could be. Yeah, he left negative. his whitetail stuff in my truck just in case he had to fly back and film whitetails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even because I knew. See, I know how volatile things are. Right, and because we were driving, I brought my entire whitetail setup with. My whitetail clothing, my camera arm, my um, safety harness, all of that stuff, and just left it in a duffel in Clay's truck, which if he had to leave, he was going to leave it in the mud room at Lee and Tiff's <laughs> because I was like, there's as much of a chance that I end up having to come back here and film whitetails, even though I was told I don't have to come film whitetails. Right. It doesn't so, mean anything. Yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> and then people are like, why do you pack so much? It's because I literally don't know where I'm going to be. I have to bring all the things for every situation all the time. Well, my 52-day run at the beginning of the year was supposed to be 40-something, <coughs> but we stayed an extra five days in Utah. We stayed an extra day in Kentucky, and we stayed an extra two days in Colorado. I feel like it was three. Three days in Colorado. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. And then we had a drive back from there. Yeah. So that was back. two. Yeah. Oof. So. Clay, Clay was Clay was ready to get the heck out of Dodge at the end of Colorado. Well, we had the, we had the last day. and Oh, that's what kills me is the that, last day. Yeah. And then you're done with the last day. And, and like it's not the last day. You've had your mind set. You're like, okay, I this is the day I get to go home is this day. And then, like, you're looking forward to it, and you get through the last day, and then. Well, I don't, I don't call it the last day until I have on camera my hunting saying, my hunter saying, you know, it's the last morning. Mm -hmm. So I get, you know, it's the last morning. We got to make it happen. Blah blah blah. blah. We get back to camp at like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Ryer and I pack all of our stuff up. I get my truck bed loaded halfway, and the cook at camp says oh i was riding the horses this morning and i thought i could hear a bull over here so then that cost us three more clay, days. And, I, clay and i literally looked at each other when she said that and we went 
Because I know exactly what I thought I heard a bull over there is going to do. It's going to mean we're going to have to go look over there, and it's not going to be there anymore. That bull is not there. And if that it is, is, it's too small. Yeah, yeah, true story. That's the thing with elk, man. It's just they move so much. Yeah. So how is living in Canada for 72 days? I love Canada. I know y'all's about Alberta well, experience. Well, once you get there, it's yeah, not bad. Yeah, right. But the drive up there is about 42 hours. Good Lord. So we took about four days, you know. On the way up there, I slept. I was lucky enough to, like, wake you up. They woke me up when we crossed the state line so I could film it and then back asleep. I wish I could sleep in a car. Jesus, my life would be so much less you stressful. Can't sleep no, in a car? God, I'd give anything to be able to sleep in a Why vehicle. Don't you just take you some NyQuil. Dude, I've tried on a plane on my on a plane ride. Have you tried Benadryl? Okay, so I've sorry to interrupt. No, 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 you. it's okay. <laughs> I flew from Atlanta to Johannesburg, South Africa. Fifteen and a half hours. And it's an and it's a red eye flight because they only fly at night because of the radiation from the sun. So I literally left at like 6 p.m. in Atlanta, started flying across the big lake all the way across to Johannesburg, South Africa. Took two sleeping pills. Hey. Hey. Took two <laughs> sleeping pills and um, could not sleep. Not even a wink of sleep. Watched like every movie on that plane. And I had a coach seat in the middle of two people. It was the most miserable flight ever. But Africa was so much fun, it overshadowed how terrible it was. But anyway, so living so, in Canada. The drive up there super easy. Living up there, I liked it. And like listening to y'all talk, you know my <laughs> my stretch is not. It's more of like a grind every day because you're working every single day. I'm mm-hmm. not traveling as much. Yeah. Um, I still feel like I'm living out of a suitcase though, so we oh, have yeah. that in well, common. That's just normal, right? And then the drive home, we we wanted to go to Banff, so we go to Banff. It was only about five, six hours from where we were staying. We spent the night there. We were going to take our time coming home, you know, see Montana, go see Wyoming. And I think we got to Billings, Montana, and we were like, let's go home. And there were four of us in the truck, and we just rotated, drove 36 hours straight. Mm. I fell asleep in Rapid City, South Dakota, and woke up, like, in Kansas City. Wow. And was like, oh, we skipped Wyoming. <laughs> I did I did a uh... – the worst drive I've ever had was, it was actually at the end of a Dudley trip, and I had had the bright idea that I was going to drive home. It was one of those times where if I drive and go as hard as I can in Ironman, I get to spend like two or three days with my kids before I take off again. And I was in Salt Lake City after we got done at Deseret. I was in my truck alone, Ugh. and it was in my Tundra, which is miserable to drive long distance just because it's not very comfortable. And I drove from Salt Lake City to Dahlonega, Georgia, and it was it's a 26-hour drive. I stopped in Kansas City, Missouri, and s- tried to sleep in a like a um, a uh, like a rest stop. Yep. For like two hours, and just literally watered a hole in that seat, just <laughs> tossing and turning, just miserable. Outside of a gas, it was outside like a gas station rest stop area. Got back in my truck, drove the whole way. Yeah, and I drove. I st- other than fuel and to get something to eat every now and again, I never got out of the truck Ugh. and drove straight from this twenty six. It ended up being like right at thirty hours when I got out of the yeah. truck. It's miserable. I listened to every podcast. <laughs> I listened to every song in my phone forty seven times. I was just like, I, I remember getting like, getting to Chattanooga and it's like two two and a half hours home. And like feeling like I was there. Yeah. It's like I've never <laughs> felt so close to home. 
But like, but then that's again, the worst part of the drive. It's yeah. all background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had a new but, gun. but here horrible. I am. But here I am. Like I look back at how miserable I was doing that. But there's a part of me that's like, eh, maybe yeah. that again. Yeah, literally. Like, I'm driving seven hours tomorrow. I'm like, eh, it's nothing. Yeah. Okay. And then you talk to somebody that's like, you know, they're flying to Florida. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're flying to Florida? You can be in Florida in five hours. Yeah. Like, well, people asked if I, if I was driving or flying to Nashville. <laughs> here, I was like, why would I fly? <laughs> it's four hours. Yeah. It's By the time that's I... Like, that's like four good albums. Yeah. By the I t- will enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's a good time. What I don't think people understand is like by the time you drive most big airports people live an hour and a half from. You drive an hour and a half there and then you spend an hour checking your bag going through security sitting there. You've already spent yep. damn near two hours, getting, three hours. Getting mean mugged by everybody there because yeah. they're just as miserable as you right. are. Having to wear a mask. Yeah. You don't have to, wear, have to wear, a wear a mask in my truck. No. Exactly. You can listen to whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I, I, I mean, there's all there's there's a point to where the, the the drive gets to where it sucks. But there's sometimes like I even like doing long drives by myself. Yeah. Just because I get the most thinking done. I get the most like self reflection done. Like it's 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 therapeutic to it is. And you can sit in complete silence if you want. You can drive fast. You can drive slow. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, silent. No. I got a good one for you. Go for it. So 2020, finished school. We couldn't go to Canada when I was working for Waterfowl. So we went out to Kansas. But my schedule was a little crazy. And I remember being in Kansas for two weeks, driving 12 hours home. I'd be home for like three, four days, whether it was a photo shoot or something with family, and then go back out to Kansas. Mm-hmm. I drove home five times within like three months and now i think back on i'm like you idiot like Mm -hmm. what were you thinking well and (laughs) and the reason that the flying thing that we try not to fly and i would rather drive and i kind of have my rule it's like if it's under 10 hours or close to 10 hours i'm gonna drive yep if it's over 10 days i don't care how far it is i'm driving and the reason for that is that's a good if you guys have ever seen or paid any attention to what we have to travel with in terms of gear, like trying to get all that gear on an airplane or, or condense it down to where you feel like you can do a good job, fly it on a plane, manage it through the airport. Like we ha- we even have a shuttle service take us to the airport now so we don't have to park and deal with all that. It costs us extra money, but it's worth it. I mean, and it's something that we can charge back to the client usually. Even if we don't, though, like to be able to be let out the front door, walk your bags, you know, 100 yards versus 37 miles from parking, um, it just makes life so much easier. So it's one of those deals to where um, flying is just so hard with all of our stuff. Now, if I've got to go across the country and all i got to do is go, like, talk to somebody or meet about something, Oh. Put me on an airplane. Yep. That's fine. If I just have carry-ons or, uh, or I don't have any check bags, just carry-ons, no big deal. Yeah. Um, especially with TSA pre-check and clear and pass everything and, you know, you get to go in and go to, Air, you know, Atlanta that's got some decent places to eat if you do have to wait. And I, I'm fine with that. And I don't mind flying. But when you add the bags and the time and the gear and the hassle, oh, I just, I would rather drive well, right. and, when you and have my truck and my yeah. stuff. Yes. When you don't have your truck, you feel like... You're at the mercy of other people, yep. and I yeah, hate that. I do, too. I hate being at the mercy of other people. I hate borrowing things. I hate asking for things, and I can't tell you how many trips I've been on, 
and it was a flying trip. And I get there, and the guide's like, hey, you know, I mean, I'd really like to have, you know, we can get through this uh, this fence right here or whatever if we need to. We had some bolt cutters. <laughs> be like, got those in my truck. Yeah. You know, I, you know, w- can we need to be able to lock this up when we get? I was like, I got cable locks in my truck. Oh. We need to be able to <laughs> fix this. I'm like, I got a impact impact driver in my truck. You know, we got, you need this, that, and the other. It's in my truck. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've been somewhere. I'm like, yeah, I have that in Georgia in my truck <laughs> that I wanted to drive, but y'all told me just to fly. And I'm mad about it. <laughs> just a little. So many times, man. But we're in Georgia. Yeah. Everything's so far away. Like we're we're trying to plan a, like a cross country road trip with my family this this summer. Um, we're working on getting a fifth wheel from Rolly White, and whew, <laughs> that's going to be a trip with three kids. And I don't know, I might come back and sell that thing immediately. <laughs> so we'll see. Never going again. Yeah, we'll see. I got a question for y'all. Okay, have you bathed in a truck stop shower yet? I haven't, but I've heard good things. I, I have. I, heard I remember the, the first time that I was like, I, I need a shower. Yeah. And your only option was the truck stop. And it was kind of like that feeling of, this is kind of crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, okay. I thought about it. Well, we, How so, does that whole process even work? I don't know. You go and tell the lady at the cash register and she puts your name down. And if you have flip flops or you need to buy some and get your shampoo. Super easy. Oh man, very nice. I've heard loves are very clean. Yes. They're they're clean. They're yeah, really, uh, yeah, heck yeah. I saw a TikTok with this this uh, <laughs> female truck driver that she does that, and she like showed you the process of how to do it and like how clean everything was when she went in there and everything. And I was like, that's a really good idea. We did that in Canada on a. Uh, we didn't do it at a truck stop. We actually went to a hotel, and they actually had a hotel that was like forty five minutes down the road in this really remote part of Canada. We were staying in tent camps, which if I'd have known there was a town forty five minutes away, we would have stayed in town. <laughs> but um so we went into this town to like actually get real food and internet for a day, you know, like cell phone service. And there was a hotel there that would rent the hotel rooms out by the hour just so you could use the shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And we went in there. Hour. Well, I don't know what they were for the hour for the shower. <laughs> I don't know what they were renting it out for, but it was literally a room. Caleb that, didn't carry the room, to shower. But, well, <laughs> the room didn't have a bed or anything structures. in it. Oh, okay. The, oh, the really? room, yeah, it didn't have a bed or anything. It was, it was just literally a, just, just a shower, the shower. Yeah. Oh, it was just had like chairs where I people would like I, sit outside the shower and wait for their turn for the shower. I take it back. That is a legitimate only for shower yeah. room. But <laughs> anyway, we um we uh there was like six of us and we would go there was like 14 guys in camp but we would go in like groups like four or six and we would rent it for an hour because they wouldn't let you do like more than three or four people because like obviously he wanted to sell more hourly spots or whatever yeah i want to say it was like 20 or 40 bucks for the hour oh, worth worth it. It. oh yeah for four guys we're like yeah, especially dude. after how many days in the field yeah. uh, you'll yeah. pay five bucks for a shower oh 100 i pay more i pay 20 bucks for a shower my, <laughs> my first spring filming was obviously down in Florida, and I think I did like 38 or 39 days. I almost did the entire Florida turkey season, like, uh, gone. Mm. And I went ahead and paid. Planet Fitness does like a $5 a month thing. Yep. And they're all looking like you're no more than 15 or 20 minutes in Florida from a Planet Fitness because there's so many freaking people in Florida. Mm. Um, and all the towns are so big. And I just paid $5 a night. And whatever I had to drive like eight or 10 hours, I would just stop halfway and take my shower to Planet Fitness on the way there. So here's that's the next question How long have you been without a shower? Me? Mm-hmm. Not as long as y'all. If I'm in a camp, I take a shower every day. Yep. 
That's my thing. Morning, usually, morning yes. and night. If I don't. I won't take it in the morning. There, I'm going to bed. I don't I have, usually I've, take it in the morning. I take it in the morning, like if I'm not going hunting that morning, I'll take it in the morning. But I always shower at night before I get in my bed. But I think the longest I've probably been without a shower is probably when we did the um, the hunt there in uh, Wyoming. Wyoming, which was what like or Idaho. I was Idaho five or six days. My longest is nine days without <laughs> yeah. a shower. My longest was Nebraska this year, five. My longest is nine. I think mine's been four. Yeah. Turkey season. I but like, I have all this uh, hair that just gets itchy and dried out. And that's so when I you know it's time for a shower when you start yeah. scratching. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, like. Well, we stopped. We, we, I got pictures of both Jamie and I in a stream on, like, the second to last day. Because yeah. it had been hot and mm-hmm. dusty. And we had come back off that's the hill. That's when it's and, bad. And we were yeah. like, there was a stream. And I was like, I'm just going to. We'll see. Gonna do this. My nine days was in the middle of was in the middle of an elk hunt in September, so yeah. he is hot, and you know you just know where to go. Yeah, but you take um, what my mama calls a whore bath, guide bath. What I've always guide bath, them, yeah. but you you essentially have a uh, baby wipes, and you just <laughs> yep. wipe yeah. down with baby wipes yeah. in all the key places. If it's cold <laughs> and I'm if it's cold and I'm not sweating like when we were in Alberta or we were in BC, you could do or a whitetail hunt for a little, you could do like 15 days, <laughs> yeah. and not shower on a whitetail yeah. hunt. You just sit in there. But like Utah, Utah mule deer or elk with all the dust the and everything, dust, there's yeah. no way. You just got it in your teeth, like you can feel your teeth grinding from all the dust. Yeah. It's bad. Oh, those are such miserable trips. Mm-hmm. Every time I get somewhere and it's like super dry and dusty, I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got a persistent cough from spending like. 20 days in Texas where it was just <laughs> got, all I dust. got the black lung pop. Yeah. <laughs> got the bronchitis. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've just had a cough for three years. All right, here's another question. What's the coldest you've ever been? Because oh, I know God. exactly where mine was. Mm. What's yours? Mine's probably Alberta. Yeah. Late October, it was, I mean, teens. Yeah. I don't know, but then one day in Kansas, I remember it was like, 11 degrees and the wind was blowing like 20 and I was like I don't like this <laughs> I don't like this this is not like fun I'm not enjoying it at all <laughs> I don't like the wind I can do the cold you know and like Alberta the winds so yeah. my so my two my two are we did a predator hunt in Missouri and it was four degrees in the truck when we got out and it was it was bad but we end up killing a bunch of coyotes, and I, I just remember like four degrees is going to suck real bad, and it didn't. It honestly didn't suck as bad as I thought because there wasn't much wind. But the coldest I've ever been in my life was in West Texas with Chuck, and we were up on top of those uh, those canyon bluffs, and it was only like probably thirty five, thirty ish degrees, but the wind was blowing like sustained twenty thirty miles an hour, and we did not pack for that. And we go out hunting, and I've got on everything that I brought. And I am freezing to death. I cannot keep my hands warm. I can't keep my, like, this is one of the few times my legs got cold. Like, that's how cold I got. Because my legs really don't get cold. Like, I wear these Sitka pants that are, like, crazy thin 90% of the yeah. year. You know, especially if you're moving elk hunts. Like, it could be 20 degrees outside. I'm still wearing these pants because you're, you're hiking all day. Your legs ain't going to get cold. And uh, I just remember being on top of that mountain going, I'm ready for the sun to go down so I can go to the freaking camp and sit by a fire or get under my covers in my bed because this sucks. And Chuck was cold. Chuck doesn't really get cold either. But that one was my worst one. Like the temperatures weren't that low. 
but just there was nothing to stop the wind. There's not a tree. There's not a bush. There's not a nothing. And you're up on top of those canyon walls just just getting beat over and over and over again. But that's the worst one I've ever had. I can't. I don't really have. I don't. I've had some really cold whitetail sits, and I think it's more because I don't. You're just sitting still. You're just sitting. And I don't have. I honestly don't have a dedicated like cold weather whitetail stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, and the cold weather stuff I have for like elk hunting and mule deer hunting is too loud to wear in a whitetail stand. Mm-hmm. So like my big puffy, I can't wear that. Mm-hmm. So my big puffy. <laughs> um, I've de- I definitely have gotten super cold there, and I it wasn't like it was. It was probably low teens, which is not a big deal. It's just I didn't have quite the right gear for sitting and maintaining heat, yeah. which next year I will be probably getting a full whitetail line. Um, I was going to get one this year, actually, but then I didn't have any whitetail hunts. So I yeah, didn't I was just saying, how did you but get, you're not honestly, You're not getting lucky this year, bud. On, hold on. Let me t- finish my story, then you guys can berate me for my luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, this year, the one whitetail hunt I did film – the one day it was like negative five. It was like negative five or negative ten. We went and sat in a redneck, but we didn't put the heater on or anything. <laughs> and I again didn't have like super heavy stuff, and I didn't want to be wearing my puffy because every time I would move in the puffy, and especially I know that outside the blind maybe it doesn't sound this loud, but inside the blind, if you're moving in a puffy, it sounds like the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there like this trying to stay warm and I'm uncontrollably shivering. <laughs> Who are you with? I was with Joel. Oh. Uncontrollably shivering. Yeah, and my hands were cold. My like I was getting those tension Why not headaches. Turn on the freaking he didn't heater. want to turn on the heater. I don't what? Know. That's the he whole reason you sit in the redneck blind is so you can turn on the heater. Yeah, right. I think it had something to do with the wind. Oh come on. Joel <laughs> killing me smalls. Do y'all yeah. film in gloves? Do you wear gloves when you film? I, I do, but they don't have thumbs or index or middle fingers. Yeah. Okay. I have gloves that I wear with thumbs and middle fingers, but it's I have like I couldn't tell you thirty pairs of gloves, and I don't like any of them. Right. Like I just rotate through gloves. Like I'll try a different pair of gloves every day, and then just I'm never happy. Yeah. So and then I just rotate through them again. But yeah. I don't hardly ever film with gloves. Like he's saying, I always have my fingers cut out of them. Yeah. The most I'll do sometimes is I've got those. Uh, knit like hybrid glove mitten things Oh yeah, to where I've got the half fingers here. I wish I had, I need to cut off the thumb, but that kind of defeats the purpose. But then I could just put the thing on and then when I want to film, I could take it off. Right. But yeah, if it's anything more than a really light glove, I can't wear it because I can't feel anything on the camera. Yeah. yeah. So I just have, you just accept that. The buttons aren't are a big issue for me. It's, I like it's the feeling focus the ring. grooves on the focus ring is what I like feeling. And your yeah. gloves will slip. So if you try to pull like heavy gloves will slip, so if you try to pull focus, and then it'll pull more, and it's like, um, yeah. mm-hmm. so I, I think don't. I and think for the I was just wondering if y'all did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if we ever have to film something super cold, I think that I would lobby for getting a small rail system and a and a pull focus. focus wheel because <laughs> you could definitely like this you can do with gloves on. We have a rail system and a follow focus yeah, already. Yeah, I, I just Ryder's always looking for an excuse to buy new camera shit. But <laughs> I don't me, even. He sends me a thing like But I don't even buy him. He's like, "Hey, don't you think we should get this?" I'm like, "Sure, you got 15 grand to buy that?" Well, he's that's like lying. that color I, card. <laughs> yeah. That color card, he's like, "We, we got to get I was like, 
I'm ready. I spent $129. Well, Caleb spent $129 on this. And you're like, what? $129? I'm like, yeah, player. I wasn't aware it was that much. That's I the, was sent a the, link to the that's thing. The Amazon and I, and link. He was must like, not hey. be aware of any of the prices of things that you send me then. What do I even send you? You've talked to me about some things that we need before. Oh, like, need a red that's again. That's really expensive, but sure, put that on the list. <laughs> put it on the wish list. I don't remember. Well, we've talked about this a couple I mean, times. I and, remember. And, and you aren't also thinking the same things? In your defense, oh, yeah. well, you consult him before purchasing things versus him just showing up, oh, hey, I got this. Well, <laughs> yeah, like I talk about <laughs> I things. I consult myself. I talk about <laughs> things that we should buy all the time, but I don't hardly buy them. I know. I know. It's not like I'm out here just like Amazoning bullcrap all over the place. <laughs> right. Like I, I, I think about buying things all the time, but I never buy them. It took me a whole year <laughs> oh. to buy my new M1. I have carts on websites everywhere Speaking that have things in them. Speaking of new M1. Mine comes here in. 14 days. No, 14, 11 days. Wow. Wow. Some quick math. <laughs> quick maths. All right. Well, I think we've about covered it. Anybody else got anything else? Way we can actually get to actual work because we've got another shoot today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go listen to the Lauren Brady podcast where you can hear everyone except Clay from Copeland Creative <laughs> podcast. Yeah, Lauren does have a podcast. Yeah, so I let do. Her plug it. Yeah, and thank you, Ryer. Thank you for the, the great co-hosting job you just did. Lauren, tell everybody where they can find you. You, <laughs> Clay. <laughs> Uh, I do have my own podcast, the Lauren Brady Podcast. It is on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Ryan and I I have both been on cool on that podcast. (laughs) Right. No one cool is on that podcast. There is a new episode coming in the future if Clay will agree to it. At this point, no. (laughs) Maybe we'll discuss Mississippi State and Ole Miss and the differences in the two. (laughs) I think you should. He seems to be a little bit confused. Ole Miss is better automatically because their media department's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> so, I don't know. I saw a picture of a dude that plays on the football team of Mississippi State who had a bottomland tie. I don't care. And if anybody knows where I can get that tie, please let me know. <laughs> Perfect. It'll match your bottomland uh, blazer. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a bottomland blazer. You got one in WTF. Him and like twenty five other people. Full on. Wore to a wedding already. <laughs> no. Heck yeah, I did. See, here's wow. the thing, Caleb. That it's the p- pimpest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I uh, bet. S- so I'm proud of you for stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit. And getting a, one a suit jacket and two a moss yoke, which is a little bit hipster. Well, if uh, they make it, if they made the it thing. in subalpine, I'd own that too. Oh, I've been trying. I've been lobbying for subalpine Crocs for a long time. <laughs> I literally lobbying. sat. Dud, <laughs> Dud is on board with the subalpine Crocs. I listened to him pitch it, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like a year and a half. That was two years ago because yeah. I was up there for the launch, doing the launch video for. If the, anybody whatever. can make that happen, John Dudley can make that happen. And it hasn't happened. So I know. Get on it, Dud. <laughs> Anyways, I'm proud of you for stepping out of your comfort zone and doing like I don't feel like that was stepping outside my comfort zone. I don't think so. No. Because twenty other people Well yeah, but here's it. the thing is like <laughs> I would think that was pimp if if I didn't see twenty five other dudes walking around the show with that, I would be like, That's pimp AF. You saw twenty five other dudes, not two hundred and fifty other dudes. Still pretty exclusive. That's Still. the thing though, it's like I feel like now that's going to be a thing. He just uh, he just tries to tear me down. Yeah. Every little I'm not bit. trying to tear you down. I just feel I mean, like, you know, I saw a lot of guys in that already. He, thinks, he, he thinks he's the fashionista of the I don't, office. Right. And, and now not. that you have a bottomland blazer, yeah. he's he like, not. damn, Jealousy. I should have got he is that. The only <laughs> one. He's the only one in the office without a true cowboy hat. <gasps> well, yeah. He's that's got his because I've admitted to myself I'm not a cowboy. I'm not either, but I like looking like one. 
Yeah, with your Clint Black freaking hat. That's right. That you won't wear the office because you know we'll berate you. See, that's 100%. the difference. I have courage. I wear what I want to the office. These two and anybody else gives me an endless amount of crap for it. I'm told I'm ugly. I have no fashion sense. I'm terrible as a human. They don't ever want to see me ever again in public. They won't take me anywhere. Yet I show up. Okay? <laughs> I make the statement. We've never this said guy, those things. We insinuate this, those things. Yeah. We've never said those <laughs> basically told When you say those this things guy, to people you like, if we just stop talking to you, Ryer, you have something to worry about. I, I'm, I'm aware, but this guy... <laughs> I'm aware. This guy's got like 75 pairs of boots. He's got some alligator skin boots or something, right? He's got like four different hats. And they're square He toed. doesn't wear them because he's scared to death that they're one sh- of us will say something, which we will. He's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. We will. But I'm encouraging him. To take the step for himself and wear what he wants to wear because he feels good in it. Because you feel good, Clay. You Do it Dr. for you. Phil? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it. Show up in the Clint Black hat. Let me give you some crap and then own it. <laughs> Let me give you some crap. And you then too, own Caleb. It. I want to see you in the cowboy hat. I haven't seen that. How many? Your cowboy hat. <laughs> I want to see it. Hat. Wow. Okay. I'll, even, I'll even tie my horse up to the post out on the. Do it, please. <laughs> I'll bring my cows. Look, if you if you ride in here with a horse, I won't give you crap for the cowboy hat. <laughs> if you ride in here and tie your horse up in the front, I won't say a thing to you. <laughs> whole green I'll just be like, there. "Howdy, sir." <laughs> Howdy, sir. <laughs> All right, Ryer, see if you can end this thing. See if you know how to do it. Did you make an outro too? Hopefully not. Okay, no. good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thanks, guys. Deuces. See ya. <laughs>